G'day and welcome to Clayton Today. In this program we're thinking about how we do church, what works, what doesn't and what we can all do to make things better. Specifically today our topic is giving or church fundraising and with me is Jonathan Pryke, the Executive Minister at Jasmine Parish Church. Hi Jonathan, good to have you with us. Jonathan, could we just start maybe by you telling us why giving is an important topic for us to talk about today? Yes, hi Rod, good to be back with you again. Uh, ministry costs money. I mean, so, so money is it's a crucial issue for the, for the life of the church. But, but uh, in a way, it's even more important than that. Jesus, Jesus said, we can't serve God and money. So it's a, it's a really deep spiritual issue how we use our money. And we've got to make sure we get in the right place in our lives. Mm -hmm. So perhaps giving is almost a misleading topic. It makes it sound like it's all about getting the money in, but it's also a spiritual benefit for the the people that we're asking for the money from. Yeah, it is. It, it, it really is. And that's a very important theme in the Bible's teaching, that um, uh, when, we, when we use our money properly, it is a blessing to us. I mean, Jesus, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And that, that's an extraordinary thing for him to say. And I, I, I don't think we really, many of us really understand that that is actually the case. So when we're talking about uh, giving people the opportunity to give, we're actually giving them uh, an opportunity to, to be on the receiving end of blessing. Mm, mm. I guess it, it might be worth just teasing that out just a little bit, that idea of blessings of giving. Uh, I know uh, some, some people might be concerned already about some sort of prosperity gospel ideas creeping in. Uh, so can you maybe just talk a little bit about what are the blessings of giving? Yeah, well, the, the, the prosperity gospel issue, let's just be clear about what the, what the, what's going on there. Basically, that, that is when people say, if you give, you will get back from God more money now in this earthly life than you've given. And that, as, as so often with these mistakes, there's, there's some truth in there, but it's twisted and distorted. So there is blessing that comes back in our direction. But Jesus, Jesus said, store up, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And uh, that's, that's something the Apostle Paul talks about as well. I mean, he, he says that, you know, we should tell, we should, it's, a, it's a command to us to tell rich people to be generous and to share because when they do that, amongst other things, amongst the other blessings, they will lay down a foundation uh, in, in the age to come of, of treasure for themselves. So, that, so the blessing, the treasure that we, that, we, that, we, that we store up is not earthly blessing now, but it's, but it's in eternity. And there is a blessing, there is, if you like, a reward uh, that, 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 we, that we receive. So it's like making an investment in eternity when we, when we give. So, so that we've got to understand correctly what the, what the kind of blessing is that we get. And I, I'm just curious about that a little bit. Are you saying that then there are no blessings for, this, for now, for this life in, in giving? It, is it often the case that when we use our money properly and, and as Christians learn to use money properly, actually we do do better. Our lives are in better order. And uh, uh, so you know, we may actually even get some, some kind of monetary benefit uh, from that as well. But there are all kinds of other blessings that we do, that we do experience, not least being able to share in, in, in the growing ministry of the church and in the growing of the kingdom of God. So we, there's a kind of uh, a sort of cycle of blessing that goes on. So when we give, other people are on the receiving end of of, uh, of that. They, they benefit from it and we, we are blessed as we see them being blessed and so on. So you get this kind of virtuous circle of blessing goes on. And I guess a couple of um, things that, that might come to mind when we talk about giving, uh, particularly uh, if we're talking about the person asking for giving, uh, often we feel uncomfortable asking for money. Uh, what, what do we do if, if we're just feeling uncomfortable about asking for money? And I think often when there is that distaste, it's partly to do with a, a, a wrong perception of, of whose money it is. 
it can actually, it, I mean, it's worth teasing out in our own minds why we worry about it, because I think it often quite reveals mm. attitudes in ourselves that are not actually right. I mean, the, the, the important thing to realize is that all the money uh, that, that we're talking about is God's money. It doesn't belong to the person we're asking. It's God's money. And the mission that we're asking for the, for the money to, so that we can use the, use the money in, in, in the ministry of the church, that's God's mission as well. Um, so it's a bit like, to, to, to give a kind of example, if, if, um, if, if, if your dad wanted us to, to build a garden shed in his, mm. in his garden in beautiful, in beautiful Australia, and he put some, and he put some money in, in, into your bank account to pay for the shed, and, and uh, I was working with you, and I said, Rod, can we, can we have, have some of that money so we can go and buy the wood to, to build the shed? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't have to be kind of embarrassed, mm. embarrassed about that at all because it, was, it wasn't your money, it was your dad's money for, for a purpose that he'd intended. And so King David, for instance, when they were, when they were raising all the money to build the, to build the temple, it's in 1 Chronicles 29, uh, he, he makes the money when he's, when he's praying, he's actually thanking God for the opportunity that they all have mm. To, mm. To, to give with extraordinary generosity as they did. Mm. But, but David says, everything that we have comes from you, mm. everything that we're giving uh, we can only do that because you've first given it to us. So he has, he's totally clear mm. about the ownership of, all, of mm. all the money and the privilege that he has of being mm. part of what God is doing with it. Mm. It's interesting, actually. I hadn't thought of this before. You mentioned that, but uh, David is doing that as he gives along with everybody else, doesn't he? Which yeah. might also change, change our discomfort a little bit if we're prepared to give as well as asking for others to give. That's, that's really true. And obviously that's very important for, for church leaders. Mm that uh, you know, they, we've got to have integrity about that. Mm -hmm. So we have to be generous ourselves. It's, mm -hmm. we, we can't, with integrity, ask people to be generous unless we are being generous, mm -hmm. not only with our lives, but with our money as well. Great, well, I think we've covered the uh, should we ask. Perhaps it might be good to get into some of the more sort of details of how to go about doing it. You've had a lot of experience uh, in, in learning different ways through, through uh, your work at Jesuit Parish Church. Can you maybe just give us a few, uh, a few pointers as to how to go about actually asking for money? Well, I think that it's, it's in, in, in the life of the church, it's, it's really important. You don't want to be going on about money all the time. It is, a, it is a really important theme, so it needs to be given proper attention and, and kind of proportion in our teaching. Uh, it's very important that people do, do understand, they get their motivation right and their, their, their kind of spiritual understanding right. So you need to set aside, I mean what we do is we set aside two weeks in the year when all of our teaching is about, uh, is about giving. So we teach what the Bible teaches about giving and at the same time we give people a lot of information about uh, the, the, what's been happening in the church both financially and in terms of ministry over the last year or so what the needs are, what, we, what we're wanting to do, what our vision is uh, for the year ahead. So we have a really intense period of time. And then most of the rest of the year, actually, we, we, we leave it alone, but, but as well as, but, but not, not, not completely. So there's another couple of times in the year when uh, we will have uh, gift weeks for other areas of work. It might be world mission projects or something like that. Uh, so every few months you come back to it. And obviously you need to be regularly updating people as well. Mm. So there's a constant flow of information about it, but you're not, mm. you're not um, uh, kind of overdoing it, mm. but you're giving it proper, mm. proper weight mm. in the program of the church. So and you, you talked a little bit about sort of what you communicate at that time. How important do you think that communication is in, in terms of helping people to know how much is needed, how much to give, that sort of thing? I think it's very, I think it's very, very important. But the nature of the communication is crucial as well. It's very important to realize that what people give to is, is vision, not, 
needs. So there's no point in just sort of saying there are great needs out there. You've got to tell people what it is that you can collectively you can do about it. So, I mean, to give an example of that, I was in South Africa recently, and we were, we were taken, we, we looked at a, a, a township of a million people in, in a massive spiritual and material poverty. And we came back, back from that, and we're talking to the, the pastor of the church. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, what, you know, what, did you, what did you think of it? And, and we talked about our sort of the sense of overwhelming need mm -hmm. that was there. And he said, yeah, but what I see is, is unlimited opportunity for ministry. And then he went on immediately to start talking about what, what their church wanted to do about it and how they wanted to mm. start a school and then a, a, a church beside that and, and, and multiply that. And, and by the time I'd finished talking to him, I wanted to give him money because, mm. you know, there's a great vision, not just because of the, not the need, but it's the need plus what we can do about it. And mm. you need to spell that out to people mm. because they want to, people want to know, and I want to know when I give, mm. where mm. the money's going, what it's going to be used mm. for. Another, perhaps another question related to those things. Uh, you, you've talked about um, sort of the yearly budgeted giving at Jesmond, and then other times you have other sorts of uh, appeals and so on. Yep. Um, is it important to distinguish between those those ideas of the yearly budgeted regular expenses and other sorts of expenses? It is. I mean, there are there are basically two kinds of of uh, project or giving. There's the, there's the sort of ordinary. Uh, spending and giving of the of the the, the ongoing life of the church, uh, but then every every now and again there are, there are bound to be especially if you're if you're if you're a growing church and you you're a visionary church, uh, you're going to want to spend bigger chunks of money on on kind of capital projects. It might be uh, buying a building or building a building or something like that or, or or smaller or you know adding to your to your physical facilities. It's going to take a chunk of money. So every now and again you will want those kind of capital projects in addition to all the regular uh, teaching and so on. So you might have a big uh, gift week, for instance, and that's something that we've done on a number of occasions over the last few years. Mm, great, Jonathan. Uh, we're moving uh, towards the end now, so perhaps it might be useful to talk a little bit about uh, thinking about how to spend the money. If you've been successful, you've raised your budget, how do you think about how to allocate that to different, different opportunities or needs? Well, one point to make is that you've got to, you've got to spend it very carefully. Your administration has got to be very thorough open and, and, and uh, uh, kind of transparent so that people can see, they can get all the information if they want it, they can see that it, the money is being well used. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the other thing I would say is that uh, ministry costs money, but ministry also takes people. So it's really important. I mean, a, a kind of rule of thumb in the life of a church would be that about two-thirds of the spending of the church on the ordinary year-by-year -year spending should go on, should go on staff. You want to be releasing people to do that gospel ministry, but they also need resources uh, to, 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 to do the ministry. So they're all kind of ministry costs, which is, uh, and, and buildings and so on. And that's the other third of the, of the cost. So that's quite, a, that's quite a useful kind of rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. Two thirds on staff, one third on everything else. Great. Uh, well, Jonathan, uh, we're, we're running out of time now, so maybe it might be useful if you could, if, if you had to summarize everything that you'd learned, if there was one key principle about giving, what would it be? I think there are three key principles. <laughs> well, well, three, we can do and, three. And, and this is what they are. The first is ask, the second is ask, and the third is ask. Right, so you could summarize that as one principle, ask? <laughs> I think you could. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, and thank you for watching today. If you want to follow up on this topic, you can find further information and more programs at www.clayton.tv. Do join us next time for more discussion on Clayton Today. Goodbye. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you.